Uh, the title of what we're going to speak today is, But Who Do You Say I Am? You've heard phrases, who do you think you are? Do you know who I am? You've heard those phrases. But for today, I will be talking about, but who do you say I am? You know, if, if I say Pastor Ben, you can easily think, oh, Pastor Ben, he is the good pastor of the poor church. He is the handsome husband of Julie. You know, you can say so many good things about um, Pastor Ben because you know him. But if someone who doesn't know him, he can, they cannot say anything. Just like with Lou. If you know Lou, you will say, oh, she's very friendly. She is, you know, she is very chatty. When I came to church, she walks with me, you know, she, she gets with me and she talks to me. But if we don't know her, we cannot, we cannot say anything. Today, I will be talking about Peter. When... Jesus asked him in Matthew 16, 13, 20, it says, When Jesus came to the re region of Caesar Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man? They replied, Some say the John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Praise be the name of the Lord. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for the chance that you have given to us to fellowship with you. Thank you for forgiving all our sins. Right now, oh God, we ask for your anointing. We ask that you will speak to us, oh God, in our heart, in our mind, oh Jesus, that whatever we will learn from your word, we'll be able to live it out as we go out from this place. Thank you, Lord. Hide me from your strength, oh God. Let my weaknesses be overcome by your strength, O oh God. Let thy power be upon me, O oh Jesus, for it is only through you that I can speak and I can stand here, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. All the glory and honor goes to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So we have introduced here Jesus and Peter. So it's like in the scenario was Jesus was talking to the disciples and they just came from a gathering like the, the Pharisees are asking him, can you give us the sign? They are testing Jesus in that time. So Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say I am? And some of them said, you are John the Baptist because 
Jesus has preached about repentance. So people have thought, oh, he might be the John the Baptist. Some says he's Jeremiah. Because, you know, Jeremiah, as we all know, he is the weeping prophet. He has so much compassion to the people, and he cries a lot for the people. And Jesus has so much compassion to the people as well. So he does it. And some said, you are Elijah. Because, you know, Elijah performed so many miracles. And he even fed, remember the, the widow? He fed them. And Jesus has fed the thousands. That's why some thought that he might be Elijah who came back. And some says he is the prophet because the prophet can prophesy. And Jesus did that too. But what is very important here is what Jesus asked. Who? How about you? Who do you say? I am. Who do you say I am? And Peter said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And then Jesus said, Jesus said that you are blessed, Simon, son of Jonah, because this has been revealed to you by the Father. We have been talking about grace and truth. And we just, I just want to connect it and just like what Pastor Ben said, that truth is honesty and humility. In here, when Jesus asked who he is and Peter said, you are the Messiah, it did not come from him. It is by the grace of God that he knew that Jesus is the son of the living God. You know, if, you are, if, if I am Peter and I got it correctly, you know, I will be like, oh, my gosh, I'm good. <laughs> you know, like something like that. You will think, oh, these disciples, they don't really know what they're thinking. But I know, I know Jesus is the Messiah, and I feel so much better. But Jesus said, no, Peter, it has been revealed to you by the Father. So Peter cannot boast. He cannot boast that, you know, I know what everything about Jesus. I am like the best friend of Jesus. I know, you know, like if you have a best friend, you know who he is, you know. If my best friend were say, I'm very clumsy in the kitchen because they know that I'm very clumsy. But, you know, if you have a best friend, they know you and you know them. And sometimes you boast, especially if they get a higher rank and a higher position. You know, even if they're just on telly, you're going to post it in Facebook. Oh, this is my best friend, you know, like something like that. Or this is whoever. But we are talking about Jesus as the truth and the grace. The truth has come to Peter. But it has only been through grace that he understood it we can never ever understand the truth unless it is revealed to us by God the Father through Jesus and the Holy Spirit so sometimes you know there's man's opinion versus God's revelation we can say oh, this is what man said but God this is what God has revealed you know, Peter, he did not just end by just feeling so good that he got the quiz correctly, 100%, <laughs> you know, when Jesus asked. Because if you will read at the bottom, that's when Jesus predicts about his death. And then Peter said, no, that's not, not, not going to happen to you. 
And then Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. You know, it's like one, one time he was like feeling in cloud nine, like he got the, the quiz perfectly. And then the other end, Jesus rebuked him. He said, get away from me. So what he said, it's not from God. So, you know, sometimes we feel like very good. We did something really good. And we're like floating in cloud nine. If, if there's something higher, we might be feeling higher than that. But then God, by his truth, wants to know that we need him. We need his grace. We need his grace and nothing else. And it doesn't end there yet. There's more. Peter denied Jesus three times. You know this story. He said, even if I die, I'm not going to deny you. You know, even if I go to death with you, no way that I'm not going to deny you. But Jesus said, Peter, I tell you, even before the roaster crows, you're going to deny me three times. And lo and behold, we, we, we found it out that during that time when Jesus was crucified, he was asked, three times he said oh this man must have been with Jesus and he said no I'm not I did not and then some, someone said surely you are one of them you know Jesus and he said oh man you are wrong I am not with him I don't even know him and then the crow the roaster crows and that moment he realized that he fulfilled what Jesus said and you know what he did he wept and cried so bitterly cried so bitterly it won't be a happy ending if I will you know I will, if I will not tell the story after that but when Jesus died you know Peter felt so bad because how can I reconcile with Jesus it's like just what he's thinking. How can I reconcile with Jesus? He's already dead. So he said, okay, well, come on, compadre. We're going to go fishing because they are all fishermen. And they said, we'll have a relaxing time. We're going to go fishing. It's so bad. I felt so, you know, like Peter felt so bad. They went fishing. But they cannot catch fish. And then all of a sudden, Jesus came. And then he said, come on, throw your nets again. And then they did. You know, professional fisherman being told by a carpenter, what are you, you going to feel? <laughs> How are you going to feel? You know, like, but they, Peter, he realized that it was Jesus. You know, it's like he was so happy. And then he ran to Jesus and Jesus, that's when he pr they had a, the, the, like, eating or gathering. And that's when Jesus said, do you love me, Peter? You know, when you had a fight with someone, even your best friend, and then you want to be reassured of the love, you will ask, do you love me, Peter? And then he said, of course I do. Then feed my sheep, feed my lamb, tend my sheep. Three times. And that's how it ended. You know, the reconciliation, it's all about love. It's all about love. Jesus, God, is all about love. The grace and the truth is there 
because of love. Because of Jesus' love. So what is it but to us? You know, we've got the story. What it is for us now in our contemporary times? How can we relate? When Peter knew that Jesus is the living God and the son of the living God, he realized that God himself is our creator. God is the redeemer through Jesus and God is holy and love. You know, if we can see the story of Peter, we will know that it's not about Peter. Even when Jesus said that upon this rock, I will build my church. We might think that because of Peter, that's why the church came. But now it is the confession of Peter. That's why we are here. That's why we are believing. Because Peter confessed that Jesus is the son of the living God. You know, it's not about us, my friends. It's not about us, my friends. Someone can say so many good things, but at the end, it's all about the good things that has been said. It's all about the truth. It's all about the truth that God loves us so much. So the Bible reveals it was Jesus himself who created everything. God is absolutely and perfectly holy. And he said, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved, but God that he loved us, he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God if we love one another. God, uh, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. It's all about love. It's all about love. And let's look at the other side of the coin. But who do you say I am? If we will ask God, who do you say I am? Men can say so many things about men. You know, we can say about someone, we can say about others, but the most important thing is, who do you say I am, God? And this is what God is saying. I am the creator and you are my creation. I breathe into your nostrils the breath of life. I created you in my own image. My eyes saw you unformed substance. I knit you together in your mother's womb. I know the number of your hairs on your head. And before a word is on your tongue, I know it. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. My friends, that is just so amazing. People can say, you know, you have black hair who's turning white, you know, you're getting old or you're getting whatever. The doctor can say you are sick or whatever. But this is what God is saying. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, created in God's image. 
And you know why the, the fall of man happens? Because we believed in the lie of Satan that if Eve will do this, she will be like God. But you know, we're already like God. She and Adam was, were made out of the image of God. But look what the, the enemy lied. So whatever the enemy is telling you right now, whatever depression or anxiety you're feeling right now, God is telling you, I love you more than anything else. I love you. And that love brought me to the cross. The cross that I died so that you will live. Life, a life that is abundant. So you just live it to the fullest. My friends, every day, God is always good. So there is always a reason for us to smile and be happy no matter what. It's not easy, of course, but the smile in our face will show what's in our heart, and that is Jesus. And it will show who God is, the God who creates the universe, you and me, the heaven and earth, the God who made miracles, the God who makes through all the storms, the God who even cut the sea so that we will walk through it, the God who will make our whips into an endless joy, the God who loves us and the God who will never leave us nor forsake us. So good, so good. So Therefore, walk in a manner worthy of your calling. You are no longer darkness, but light in my son. Walk as children of light. You are the light of the world, a city set on a hill. I have called you by your name. I have chosen you. You are now a saint, a servant, a steward, and a soldier. You are a witness and a worker. Through Jesus, you are victorious. You have a glorious future. You are a citizen of heaven, and you are ambassador of my son. How amazing it is. My friend, no matter negative traits that we have, you know, I am like this, I am like that, I cannot do this, I cannot do that. Right now, right here, God is telling you, you cannot do it without me, my child. But I assure you, I assure you, I am with you even till the ends of the earth. That is the greatest amazing promise that God has and in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 to 10, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in all my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest on me. That is why, for the sake of Christ, I delight in my weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. God is the God of his impossibility. Those who think that we cannot do whatever we are asked to, God 
will give you the strength and the power so that you can do it. And once we're able to do it, my friend, don't forget that it is only through the power of Jesus and by the comforting over his Holy Spirit. Nothing about us. We are just dust in the air. Our name is written in the book of heaven. But it's not about us. Love is God. We are all recipient of his love and am ambassador of his love. I pray that all of us will know and be assured that we are loved no matter what. Don't look whatever negative thing is going on in our mind. Don't think about our negative trait. We all have our own weaknesses. We all have our own differences. We all have something to say that we might not want even to hear that someone will say to us. But the most important is, God, what do you say who I am? What do you say who I am? And just like what Jesus declared, Peter, on, the, on this rock, I will build my church. Claim it. Claim it, my friends. That Pastor Ben, on this rock, I will build my church. Claim it as our own. That Jesus will going to build his church through us. Through us. We are the church of God. And through us, more church will be coming in. More church will be able to know Jesus because of the good works that he has done through us. Not because we are good, but God is always good. God is always good. We are bounded and surrounded by God's love. That's the only thing we can boast. That's the only thing we can boast. Some might boast their wealth, their whatever power or might, but we boast by the spirit of the Lord that is in us. Are you happy, my friend? Are you joyful that we can boast in the name of the Lord? This is the day that the Lord has made that we can boast in the name of the Lord of Jesus. And we can be happy whatever it could be. Tomorrow is Monday. I hope you don't forget what Sunday is. So, you know, like so, because sometimes it's so hard. You know, like my, Sunday, you feel so good. But then Monday comes, oh, my boss, oh, my work. But Jesus is saying, 24-7, I am with you. The joy that I gave you is never ending. So there's always a reason to smile and be happy because God is good. Praise God and thank you for listening. And I pray, Lord, that every day we'll be able to live out the love that you gave us. If you can please stand up and sh share with me a prayer of thanksgiving to the Lord our God who gave Jesus his son to be our savior. Thank you, Lord, that you are mighty and great, that you heal us, that you give us healing, whatever we have, whatever sickness that we have in the mighty name of Jesus, we cast it out. We cast it out in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that you remove our anxiety, you remove our sadness, and you give us joy, joy, joy. There is joy in the name of Jesus. Joy, joy, joy. Thank you, God. Praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen.
You can't help but smile when Norfo preaches, can you? Have, take your seats. It's fantastic. What an important revelation for us to have. You know, people encourage us as a church. Yesterday we were able to partner with our community and be a part of the Family Expo down the road. And it's an incredible thing to be out in the community and blessing the community and loving the community. But the reason we do it is what Norfo is talking about. Because we've had the revelation that Jesus is the Son of God. That He is the Messiah. That He is the one who fulfills everything that we need. And so when we're out there, we can be that. We can be Jesus to the world around us. We can love and we can care. And we can and show them the grace and truth that he has showed us. This is, this is the amazing revelation. Not that, not that the church is built on Peter, it's built on the revelation that Peter had. That Jesus is the Son of God. That Jesus is the answer to the world. That Jesus is the one who fulfills us and makes us who we are called to be. Amen. It's awesome, Norfei. Give her another round of applause. It's fantastic. It's really good. It's great, uh, great to see you all in church this morning, and it's just a, a real blessing. I do have an announcement to make, um, one of those moments where we make announcements. As you are all aware, we've been doing morning services for the, for, uh, up until Easter we talked about, and we had a uh, church leadership team meeting on on Sunday, on Thursday night, and to discuss, you know, where do we go from here? What what's the next step? And um, we made a decision that at this point, uh, we believe that God is really doing something amongst us uh, at this time. We're all when we're all coming together at one time, at one place, and and in one one accord. And so we're going to continue doing the morning services as as we have been. Um, what we will be doing, like tonight, we're doing the worship night and it's a great opportunity for us to come back together and just spend time worshipping. Once a month we'll be doing a service at night at 5pm uh, but at this point we're going to stick to just mornings because we really feel like God is doing something. There's something happening, that God's there's a momentum. The worship this morning was incredible and we just feel like we want to grow together we don't want to grow two separate services. We want to grow together as a church and grow in relationship, grow in connection with God, our relationship with God and each other because it's been incredible to see people spending time with each other, having people over for lunch after church and those sorts of things. And I think it's really good for the heart of the church. So we just want you guys to know that for the foreseeable future, we'll continue with 10 a.m.s. Uh, we'll do once a month a night service, but uh, we'll grow together as a church and walking together in one step and in unison. So everyone sound happy with that? Like anything else we say, always come and chat to us, always come and talk to us. Um, if you've got a, a concern about that, come and see me or especially go see Damien because he is like the chairman and he's much better at handling those things than me. No. No, come and talk to us. We, like we say, we want to be transparent, we want to be open, but we want you to understand that's our heart behind it, that we want to grow together as a church. And, uh, and we hope you can 
grab that and run with it and uh, keep running with it. Amen.